sequence start. Six, five, four, three, two, one, zero. Once again, everybody, happy Easter. We are a few weeks now into the Easter season. But today on the show, we want to back up a little bit and talk about kind of a small detail that in the the final days of of Passion Week, um, Holy Week, in the early days of Easter, we forget about. Sometimes we wonder about, but what's going on here? And that is what happened to Jesus between his death on the cross and his resurrection early on Easter Sunday morning? Where was he? What was he doing? That's what we're going to be talking about today on Ignition. Welcome to the show. I'm your host, Dr. Chris Bergwald, and we want to set your faith ablaze so that you might live the adventure that comes from a relationship with Jesus Christ. Before we get into today's topic, we want you to know that we love listener feedback. So if you've got questions about today's episode, or if you have ideas for future episodes, please contact us. The easiest way to do so is by email, and the address is... I-G-N-I-T-I-O-N. At sfcatholic.org, ignition at sfcatholic.org. Very well said, Robin. <laughs> uh, so that's my co-host for today, Robin Bruggeman, who's in the studio. And speaking of listener feedback, this topic is uh, because it's a I listener request. It. We take so requests fun. here on Ignition. That's right. Um, so this is, uh, and I mentioned this a few weeks ago because there was some praise for Robin and my other regular co-hosts, mm-hmm. Renee Kranz. So... Um, this was the topic for today. Uh, again, going kind of back a little bit, a few weeks to the events, what happened between Jesus' death on the cross and now, and then his resurrection. What was going on then? So, mm-hmm. proposed this to you, and you thought this would be a great one for I us to talk it's about. It's a great idea. So, I thought what we could do is we could read the email. Yep. Um, we will, let's see, I got to make sure I don't want Elise broadcasting email addresses <laughs> or names. Fold this up a little bit so it's yeah confidential anonymity just so that everybody knows because I think you know I'm I'm kind of joking here I'm I'm sure our correspondent would be fine with me (laughs) mentioning their name what's the one correspondent do you not like correspondent I know. Shout out to the person that yes. requested this um, and wrote in. Exactly. Because you love listener feedback. We do love listener feedback. <laughs> uh, but we do keep it anonymous unless somebody says, yeah. you know, feel free to use my name. Yep. Just, uh, yeah, just do. Because we're so, professional people. Because we are professionals here on Ignition, right. as is evident in every single episode. <laughs> Thank you, Mrs. Bruggeman. Uh, hi, Dr. Chris, Renee, and Robin. Thank you for your podcast. My husband and I really enjoy listening. Robin and Renee are both wonderful co-hosts, and I hope they both continue <laughs> to share the role because I learned from both of them. We were watching The Passion of the Christ, so Mel Gibson's movie. Mm-hmm. From 2004 now, almost wow. 20 years old. We were watching The Passion of Christ early this week. So this was, uh, we got the email on Good Friday, actually on mm-hmm. Good Friday. Um, so earlier during Holy Week, we were watching The Passion of Christ early this week and had a question about the end of the movie. When Jesus dies on the cross, there is an earthquake and a big storm in the movie. Is there any historical evidence that these things happened? I was wondering if you could do an episode on what happened after Jesus died, but before... Excuse me, but before the resurrection. May God bless you all in this Good Friday and the Easter celebration to come. Thanks again. Thank you for writing in. Again, just protecting your anonymity in case <laughs> it matters. Um, but so we, we I, I, Robin, I thought, okay, it'd probably make most sense in one way to address this <laughs> next year. 
like in the episode mm-hmm. before. But I, mean, I don't want to make her wait. Yeah. That, I don't want to make them wait that long. And yeah. we're still in the Easter season, mm-hmm. so it's still relatively fresh mm-hmm. in our minds. Yeah. So I thought that we could um, we could address this question again. Is there the earthquake and the storm in the movie? Is there any historical evidence that these things happened? Uh, could you do an episode what happened after Jesus died before the resurrection? Yeah. So that's what we're going to talk about today. Uh, fun fact, um, as we're recording this, which is not too much before folks will be listening to or watching it. Actually, <laughs> I just forgot. I just remembered this. Early this week, I had a dream with Mel Gibson in it. You did? I did. And I and I, I, I wow. don't remember. Like, just, I asked him, so are you are you still doing that resurrection movie? Because the rumors are mm-hmm. that, have you, did you know this? No. That, that, that Jim, like Jim Caviezel, who played Jesus, of. said mm-hmm. that uh, a couple a year or two ago, mm-hmm. that Gibson is working on the screenplay mm-hmm. for yeah, um, a resurrection movie. Yeah. So in the dream, like, so are you still going to do that? He's like, no. Oh, no. What? Do you and think then I woke up and I was happy it was just a dream. Well, I hope this oh. one doesn't come through. Okay. True. Well, you know, it really did leave it like there could be the yeah. ending of the last one. So. Yeah. Yeah. Totally. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. Uh, That's funny and and just a little bit dream. more. What's that? <laughs> That's funny that he was in your dream. Yeah. I thought that was interesting. Um, do you watch, just real quick, so uh, she mentioned how they watch. I don't know if that she said she they do it every year, but mm-hmm. earlier that this uh, this year during Holy Week they watch the Passion of mm-hmm. Christ. Do you make that part of your own traditions as we a family? We do. Um, generally, we watch it on Good Friday. Uh, we alternate it with the Risen. So before oh, that yeah. came out, we watched it every year on Good Friday. Not, I mean, you know, the kids had to be old enough to watch it. You know, we just kind of decided yep. when they switch from being littles to being able to handle that. Or we would just show them different scenes of it. So we do. Um, truthfully, I quite often fall asleep. I'm getting it to be an older mom. So I don't always make it to the end. It's kind of a long movie. But so I did rewatch scenes, though, knowing that we were going to um, record on this. Um, but, yeah, it's kind of a regular at our house. Gotcha. Yeah. I um, So I saw it. I was with the diocese back when it came out. And we organized mm-hmm. a couple of showings. Mm-hmm. Um, in Sioux Falls um, at the movie theater. And so I saw it twice when it first came out. Actually, three in times. In the theaters? Three times in the theaters. Wow. In the theater. Um, and then I think I've only been able to watch it from beginning to end once mm-hmm. since then. So three times in the theater yeah. when it came out, but I'm pretty sure only once. I think it's something then. that it's so good to see. It is such a good movie. And when I saw it in the movie theaters, I was so glad I was watching it. And Mel Gibson just did an incredible job making that film. Um, But I remember walking out saying to Spike, I don't ever want to see that ever again. Yeah. Because it just got me to the core, but in just a a weird way. And then interestingly enough, when it came out on DVD, we bought it. And then I was like, I want to see it again. (laughs) But then when I was watching the clips leading up to today... I had the same feeling of, oh, I can't hardly watch it. Yep. So it's, it's pretty. It's intense. It is. This year, normally I watch parts of it. Uh, this year, actually, I didn't watch. I, I, not, I didn't avoid it on purpose. It just, my Holy Week came and went yeah. really quickly. But knowing you, you're such a movie enthusiast that it stays fresh in your mind, doesn't it? It does. See, me, I have to rewatch stuff and be yeah, like, no, oh, I, yeah, but yeah. you, Mr. Movies. <laughs> Mr. Movies. That's what they call me around the office, Mr. Yeah. Movies. So. 
Anyways, did the violent earthquake really yeah. happen? So to dive into the question, when Jesus dies on the cross in the movie, there's an earthquake and a big storm. Is there a historical evidence that these things happened? So yes, spe- specifically Matthew's gospel, which we heard from on Palm Sunday this year. So we got mm-hmm. Matthew's account of the Jesus' passion and death. And at the end of uh, Matthew's account of the passions, this is Matthew, whoops, Turn back. This is Matthew chapter 27. Um, we'll just kind of pick up. With, so verse 45 and following is the death of Jesus. Now from the sixth hour, there was darkness over all the land until the ninth hour. So darkness. So mm-hmm. what that was um, could have been an eclipse, could have been heavily heavy cloud cover. So mm-hmm. could have been a storm. Um, and about the ninth hour, Jesus cried out with a loud voice, Eli, Eli, lama sabachthani, that is, my God, my God, why have you forsaken me? And some of the bystanders hearing it said, this man is calling Elijah. One of them at once ran, took a sponge, filled it with vinegar, put it on a reed, and gave it to him to drink. But the other said, wait, let us see whether Elijah will come to save him. And Jesus cried again with a loud voice and yielded up his spirit. Verse 51, and behold, the curtain of the temple was torn in two from top to bottom, and the earth shook and the rocks were split. There we go. So Matthew <clears throat> gives us explicit reference to the earth shook, so mm-hmm. an earthquake. Yeah. Uh, violent enough that, according to Matthew's testimony at least, um, that there were rocks that were split, split. whatever yeah. exactly that means. Yeah. But the, um, so, uh, yes. Uh, at least one of the Gospels. And to be honest, Mark doesn't have, I don't know that Luke or John, I didn't check Luke or John before we started recording, um, but Matthew at least does make reference to um, an earthquake. Mm -hmm. The storm, I don't know that there's explicit reference, in Matthew, and I don't think there is in the other three either, there's not reference to a storm, but again, as I mentioned, there is, it's dark, Mm -hmm. so that could have indicated... Makes you think. That it possibly could have been a storm. You know... um, there's a lot of things, whether it's the Passion of the Christ or the Chosen, the series. Uh, you guys are watching that as well. Um, I'm I'm a big fan of both the movie, the Passion of the Christ, and the Chosen. But what they, what the creators with both of those, as with other any historical or any um, dramatization of historical events, you have to fill in some gaps right. with artistic creativity. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so Mel Gibson, obviously, every, if you watch the movie, not everything that he portrays is found in the Gospels. Mm-hmm. He takes some artistic license. He's drawing fr- from some devotional materials mm-hmm. um, and other other sources. Uh, that similar things are done in The Chosen, for example. Um, so it's not, we don't take it... <laughs> pun intended, I guess, uh, everything as gospel truth, <laughs> because it's not all uh, explicitly referred mm-hmm. to. Mm-hmm. So um, in the movie, there is an earthquake, which is mentioned, and yeah, there's a pretty intense storm that's not explicitly mm-hmm. mentioned in the gospels. It, that could have mm-hmm. happened for sure, as I mentioned, that darkness could have been cloud cover, mm-hmm. but we don't know, we don't know, in fact, that there was an intense storm. We do, taking Matthew's account. Um, we do know there was an earthquake, if mm-hmm. nothing else. So the temple being torn. The veil, and, yeah. Or the veil of the temple. So can you explain that more? Yeah, I, so I'm, I'm, I'm glad you asked, Robin. Uh, and I didn't prompt you to ask, Robin. No. Uh, so this is, no. <laughs> this is the veil that separates the Holy of Holies mm-hmm. from um, the holy place. So in the temple, okay, this actually goes all the way back to the tabernacle, which... 
God instructed in detail Moses to construct back at Mount Sinai. Mm -hmm. So like 1400 years before Jesus, give or take. God gives Moses explicit instructions, detailed instructions on how to construct this, the the meeting tent, Mm -hmm. the tabernacle where the people are to worship God while they're traveling through the desert Mm -hmm. from Mount Sinai to the promised land. Ends up being 40 years. And then they go into the promised land and centuries, a few centuries later, Solomon, the son of David, wise King Solomon, mm-hmm. um, constructs a temple. So there had been this tabernacle, which was basically portable and you could set it up and take it down mm-hmm. um, based on the instructions God gave to Moses. Well, Solomon um, fulfills the desire of his father, King David, to build uh, a permanent structure for the Lord. So Solomon's temple, it was a, a, a an incredible, magnificent temple, um, ornate, all sorts of precious metals, same structure as the tabernacle. I'll get to the structure in a little bit. That was destroyed by the Babylonians when they conquered Jerusalem in 586 BC. And a couple centuries later, uh, the, the Jewish people rebuilt the temple. It's, that's called the second temple period because it's mm-hmm. the second mm-hmm. temple. Mm-hmm. wasn't quite as glorious as Solomon's, um, but it was the temple nonetheless, same structure as Solomon's temple, same structure as the tabernacle. And this second temple um, built in the 500 B, 500s BC, um, about 516 is when it was finished. Um, that temple is the one that Jesus would have known when he went to Jerusalem. So it was still standing over 500 years later when Jesus becomes um, a man, grows up. That's amazing. Yep. The cathedral is like 100. What? Yeah, our cathedral. Oh, yeah, exactly. That's amazing to me that something's 500 years So the structure of the tabernacle and both temples was you had um, an outer court that was called the temple, uh, and then you had um, the holy place Mm -hmm. where only priests so Levitical priests, mm-hmm. they were the ones who could go in there. And there were different things. That's where the menorah was, the the golden lampstand. Mm-hmm. Um, that's where different sacred vessels, tables were. Um, the bread of the presence was kept. And then the most sacred place was the Holy of Holies. That was also um, veiled off with a thick mm-hmm. curtain, uh, mm-hmm. like a six-inch curtain. And only the high priest went in there. And he only went in there once a year. Mm-hmm. And that's where the Ark of the Covenant was kept. The Ark of the Covenant, um, which also God instructed in detail to Moses how to build it. The Ark uh, had the uh, the manna from, manna from the desert, the Ten Commandments from Moses, and Aaron, the high priest, Aaron's um, staff. All were kept in that. And that's where the glory cloud, the glory of the Lord, dwelt on the Ark of the Covenant, which is in the Holy of Holies, which is in the holy place, which is part of the tabernacle slash temple structure. That's incredible. So back to your question, which you asked like half an hour ago at this point. (laughs) At least. (laughs) Um, The veil torn in two that Matthew refers to, the other gospels also refer to the veil. That's the temple um, around the whole, excuse me, around the holy place. So okay. the temple that 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 marks off the place where only the high priest is supposed to enter, that that curtain, that veil was torn in two. So is that on the passion? Yes, that's there, also. Yeah, because Spike and I were like like stopping it, rewinding it, stopping it, rewinding it, and he's like, let's see if there's like like there's a veil that you can actually. Well, actually, see. I don't know that the veil was, but you do but see the destruction you see of the it temple, like split down yes. the center, and then yep, like, yep. 
yeah, and or whatever, some of the, the the members of the Sanhedrin, the high priest, I think, yeah, is like, like what happened? There, yeah, like, yeah, and, right. Yep. Um, Spike thinks he did see a veil. Okay, I can't. I can't remember. <laughs> it's very light. Have you seen it? Well, now well, you're going to go back and. Um, but anyways, it doesn't really matter. But that's fascinating. So fascinating. And so, what part of what that's portraying is, or maybe largely what that's portraying is how, in the new covenant that Jesus establishes. Mm-hmm. Everybody who is part of the new family of God, the new people mm-hmm. of God, which happens by virtue of our baptism in, in which we are joined, joined to Jesus Christ, mm-hmm. we're joined to Jesus who is king, who is prophet, but he's also the high priest. Yep. So we participate in his priesthood mm-hmm. and therefore we are all able to offer sacrifices. Yeah. My suffering, uh, physical, emotional, mental pain, mm-hmm. anguish, of having to record ignition, for example, <laughs> the suffering, the great suffering. Uh, so we're able to offer those things mm-hmm. up mm-hmm. because I am baptized into Christ Jesus yeah. and therefore I'm able to make these spiritual sacrifices. Mm-hmm. So the, the ability to make sacrifices is no longer reserved to the Levitical priesthood. It's part of the common baptismal priesthood of every baptized follower of Jesus Christ. That's really something. Yeah. So it's it really pretty, is. Yep. Yeah. So, but that's wow. all just up to when he dies. Yes. And the 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 our correspondent. And what do you what do you want? Our emailer, our what your do you, listener. Oh yeah. Well, but, but what if what if they view listener viewer? But but they your but fan. they corresponded with yes. Us. Anyways, but on to their next question, which is so cool. And so important to address. Well, I was wondering if you could do an episode on what happened after Jesus died, but before the resurrection. Yes. So we're going to talk about that that next. But if you're t- we're just tuning in, welcome to Ignition. Ignition. I'm your host, Dr. Chris Bergwald, talking with today with Robin Bruggeman, um, answering a question that another listener slash viewer correspondent <laughs> uh, sent in, asking about. Um, some of the details from the movie The Passion of the Christ at the end of Jesus's life, uh, storm and earthquake mm-hmm. as he dies. And then do we know anything about what happens afterwards? So Robin, I know that be, uh, this is something that you're fascinated with because mm-hmm. um, it's something that you kind of knew about, but never really thought about. I don't before. know that I knew it until, okay. I don't know. Well, for sure not till after I was Catholic. Okay. And then it was... Yeah, I would say in the last 10 years that I went, oh, wait a second. And then every year I go, oh, that's right. That's Holy Saturday. That that is mind blowing. Exactly. So there's this line in the Apostles' Creed. Mm hmm. Which is the shorter version, and it not uh, Catholics are not the only ones who, who profess the, right. the Apostles' Creed. Many I many grew Christians up do. It. You grew up okay, so great. So there is <laughs> a line in the Apostles' Creed, um, which reads, excuse me. He descended into hell, and the third day he rose again. Mm-hmm. He descended into hell. And you know, I, as a kid Four growing words. up Protestant, always wondered, why did he do that? Right. Like, did he do that? What does that mean? Right. Like, weird. <laughs> right. So this is addressing what happens because the way this is, uh, you know, it's one and of those. And you're looking in the Catechism of the Catholic I, oh, Church. Oh, yeah. Thank you. Yes. I'm looking That's at the Catechism Chris of the Catholic Church. That's what Chris is referring to. But right before, oh yeah, Jesus suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, died, and was buried. Is the previous article? Yeah, yeah. Of yeah so the setting Creed. it up so right. we know that that's what happened. 
in the days when he's in, well, we think he's just in the tomb, but he's a little bit busy. So <laughs> he's, <laughs> he's not just in the tomb. Did he, he disappear from the tomb? Is he not How in the tomb? How did he do that? Is he in the tomb? Is he in the tomb? I don't know. Is he? I asked you first. I don't know the answer, Dr. Bergwald. Elise, this never happens on ignition. It's a good question. Was Jesus in the tomb or not? Like, did he have to leave to go do what he did, the big thing on Holy Saturday? I'm just going to say, like, yes, because it was empty. Wait, yeah, so he left? when did it get empty? When did it get empty? Yeah. These are big well, questions. I Correct. So no one actually knows. No. Well. Do they? Do you know? Of course, I Dr. B think, knows. I think it, now, I'm, now you've confused. Now I'm, now I'm, we, the tables <laughs> well, have been what? turned. <clears throat> so Jesus dies. He's buried in the tomb, the tomb a, a massive rock. It, and, and it stays that way yeah, until, until late Saturday nights, morning. a.k.a. Sunday morning when Angel comes down, roll, rockets rolled away, and that's when Jesus is no longer in the tomb. But time is different. Than... Uh, no, 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 no. No, no. it's not. No. Are you sure? It, I, uh, <laughs> what were you going to say just a minute ago? I know this is unfair because it's hard because you're not on mic, but you were looking at me quizzically as I was saying. Quizzically is the word for the show. Well, because I, I don't know. I was like, maybe I was overthinking. The women come to 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 anoint. But the soldiers were there. Oh, oh, yeah. Okay. Oh, interesting. I never really thought about that. So Jesus's body is in the tomb until. So it's Easter. more like the spirit. But, but, oh gosh. Go ahead, sorry. Robin. Just go ahead. I'm sorry. I'm just continue. So, I'm so stealing my thunder. Hurry up! We only have like five minutes left. Let's go. <laughs> I'm trying. No pressure. Because um, we can't leave people hanging. Where is Jesus? <laughs> Come on, tell us, Doctor B. His, tell us. As I just said, his his body's in the tomb. But to be a human being, and Jesus became fully man, we are not just bodies. We're also we're, we're embodied souls. We're um, we're ensouled bodies. Jesus's soul is in. Sheol. When Jesus dies, his soul goes to Sheol. Sheol? Sheol. Tell me what that is again. Okay. So is I've waited for you. <laughs> Sheol is, is the biblical word for what the Apostles' Creed calls here hell. Okay. So it is H E double hockey stick. I was right. <laughs> Yes, it's we can say hell we in this can. context. I know. I remember I'm a mom of littles. Okay, anyways. So there are <clears throat> the New Testament speaks about the abode of the dead, where the righteous went. Uh, Peter talks about this in one of his letters. Um the, where the where the righteous were while they were awake. So before Jesus comes, nobody can go to heaven. Heaven has not been opened Heaven's yet. Heaven's not been opened. Right. Jesus has to come to make up for Adam and Eve's fall. Yep. Uh, the original sin and all the sins. Of, but there are people who will not go to hell of the damned. Right. So they're in this other like spiritual state. Holding place. The holding of, place. Like the waiting room. It's more happens. like it's a waiting, the waiting room. room. The real waiting room. You know, yep. that, you get that music going. Yep. And, um, so they are waiting for 
Easter. Jesus. They're, they're waiting for Easter. They're yeah. waiting for the resurrection. So yeah. there are, there, there's a beautiful, so Eastern Christians, so Eastern Orthodox, Eastern Catholics, the, uh, a beautiful iconof, iconographic tradition. So icons that are called the harrowing of hell. Uh, and I have goosebumps right now because the, these, oh, these icons show Jesus in the abode of the dead, yeah. Sheol, yeah. hell not of the damned, but yeah. waiting room, yeah. hell. And Jesus is is reaching down Are and they taking. Like reaching up? Uh, sometimes, okay. yes. I just saw but Jesus right is now. taking someone, or sometimes two specifically, by mm-hmm. the hand. Do you know who they are? Oof. No. Our I mean, first parents. I was just going to say, is it Adam and Eve? Adam and Eve, That's who have been waiting have been, but... centuries, thousands wow. of years, wow. maybe tens of thousands of years, who knows exactly the timeline, yeah. Yeah. Um, f- for their redemption. Yeah. Wow. So finally, now this is where time, okay, yes. After death, time is different. Mm-hmm. But Jesus' body in the tomb, like it's, his body's in is the tomb. Really... For, for when it's put in the tomb, the rest of Friday, all day Saturday, his Easter body's Sunday, in the tomb. So but his soul, his human soul, he has a human soul. Mm-hmm. His soul um, has gone to the abode of the dead to free those souls so that once his body is resurrected, once he is resurrected, then they, go then they can enter into heaven, heaven. And then everybody's one. Yep. Yep. There. So all yeah. those all those so, old all those righteous people mm-hmm. from before Jesus came, uh, mm-hmm. their souls have been waiting mm-hmm. for mm-hmm. the Savior to come, and now He has freed them from the abode of the dead, not hell of the damned, but mm-hmm. where these righteous souls where they've been waiting. Yeah. So this is where like Jesus's resurrection then opens the gates yep. of heaven exactly for all of us. Yep. But had to go back in time to get all the people, so that to speak, right. Have deserved to go to heaven. Yep. And get everybody reunited and up to speed. Right. Up to, time, up to speed. Yep. Up to time. So it's really amazing. It is. So like, um, it reminds me of um, real quick. Uh, you know, we went to um, Holy Thursday to the um, repose masses or whatever, and um, happened to run into Father Tony at the our altars last of repose. One. Is that the altars of repose. And he said, now remember Jesus, something about how a priest had told him something like, remember Jesus is still in the tomb. And oh, I wish not I on Holy have... Thursday. No, 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 you're right. But he, well, there was something he had said to remember or the garden. So he's in the garden then, and then what's going to come next. So yeah, I said that wrong, but it made me think how, yes. So if you just walk yourself through, um, the triduum what's happening yeah, yes. and then get to Holy Saturday. So I just butchered what I was going to say. So forget that because we're out of time. But um, if you think on Holy Saturday, we're like so close to Easter, yes. but it's like, wait, something so important happened on like in that time window yep. that we just can't gloss over because yep. it's incredible that God didn't leave all those other people out yep. until, you know, just saying, oh, Jesus died. He rose again. Heaven's opened. Good for all of you now going forward. But he's like, no, no, no. I didn't forget about all of you other people. Exactly. So it's so beautiful. Amen. Holy Saturday has a lot going on. Amen. It has a lot going on. And that's yeah. why, even though it's not Lent, it still has that somber tone because the resurrection hasn't happened yet. Mm-hmm. So it's still a penitential day. And many people will spend it sort of quietly just mm-hmm. in light of that yeah. spirit. Yeah. So I do want to mention the catechism, uh, paragraph 631 through 637. It's just a couple pages 
when the Catechism gives some of the churches teaching on this. But mm-hmm. Robin, thanks for being here today. Mm-hmm. And folks, that will wrap up, wrap up this episode. Again, you can email us, ignition at sfcatholic.org, with your own questions or ideas for future episodes. Until next time, may God bless you.